Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 and Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, you remember those uh, blue skies and sunshine that you saw in the air yesterday? Well, I hope you relished in that memory because it's going to turn into a giant monsoon over the next 24 hours. Uh, temperatures are going to rise into the 40s. But we're also going to see a massive amount of rain over the next 24 hours, which sucks. Which it's is seven, good because we could use it. It's a, it's a lovely 17 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. You know, I believe this. Uh, the uh, the podcast is brought to you by Mark on Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. I was wondering when you were going to mention that. Well, you're too busy hopping on the... Uh, the weather bandwagon. Well, because that's, you know, you have to tell you the weather so you can go down to Marcotte Ford and get yourself a vehicle that can uh, go through all this uh, kind of stuff. Good point. I will tell you this. Last week, we were telling you about the Best of the Valley Advocate uh, Reader's Poll. Yeah. Well, uh, some new names have been tossed in, and we'll go through the entire list. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's quite, the, quite the list they got going up there. And uh, we'll also have our first round of Am I the A-Hole of 2024. What? I know. Brand new A-Holes. Brand new year. That's the same A-Holes. It's just a different year. It's Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Listen for Snow... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy to start, then rain starts to move in for the next uh, day or so. It's going to be pretty sloppy, high of 35 tomorrow. Uh, sunny with a high of 48. It's 17 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. And if you had storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Oh, that's right. I meant to say that. I meant you to, meant you to finish that. Now can we move on? Yeah, now you can do it. All right, there we go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. I don't I don't think no matter how many different shows I can watch, I can always go back to The Sopranos and enjoy almost every episode of it. Mm-hmm. The uh, Sopranos is celebrating its 25th anniversary with a special collection available for streaming on Max. In addition to all six seasons, there are 15 deleted scenes, including three that have never been released, and over five hours of behind-the-scenes footage. There's also a new official TikTok account dedicated to the 25-second clips of every episode. Uh, On Thursday, there will be a, quote, family reunion fan screenings in Los Angeles and New York with special guest appearances by Sopranos-themed snacks and trivia. Oh, great. Snacks? Like, uh, uh... Gabagool or uh, uh, your packets of ketchup. Well, I was going to say meat from when uh, Christopher uh, chopped up that guy in Satriali's pork store. There's that. There's that. I was thinking like yeah, like the the packages of uh, ketchup that he and Paulie had to eat, eat in oh, the yeah. cold while they're go chasing after the Russian. That's actually not a bad not a bad idea. There'll also be uh, Sopranos Italian inspired Italian sandwiches available throughout through the Postmates delivery app in L.A. and New York. I don't know if I'd get a uh, sandwich on a delivery app called Postmates, which has nothing indicative indic- indicative of food. Yeah. But I'd like to think that the, the food would be pretty good. I mean, including but, the F and ZD. Yes, but I'm just saying uh, from a place called Postmates. 
You know, yeah. it's not like, uh, you know. Well, maybe they're just paying for it. I mean, they're not making it. It's not like Bistro. You know, yeah. oh, it said something like Bistro or uh, Gourmet. Yes. Then I'd order from it. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel ripped into Aaron Rodgers on his show last night for suggesting uh, he was associated with Jeffrey Epstein, and he ripped into him pretty hard. He said, quote, I spent uh, years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself because he had success on the football field. He believes himself to be an extraordinary being. These became less jokes and more of a, uh, like yeah. a sword fight. Kind of. You know? Well, j- if you got that that kind of pulpit, like a yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, you can start you know, jabbing Aaron Rodgers all day long. He uh, also called Aaron a, quote, guy who went to community college then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate. He added, uh, he put on a magic helmet and that G, uh, the logo, Mm -hmm. made him a genius. Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron. (laughs) He also said Aaron is, quote, too arrogant to know how ignorant he is and that he did the impossible by making the New York Jets look even worse than they are. That's not easy to do. They looked pretty good the other day when they were playing the Patriots. No, he didn't. Neither team looked very good. Oh, what what are you talking about? The score was a little lopsided, don't you think? Yes, but uh, not for nothing. But they both played like straight-up garbage. Uh, First off, this is probably not true, but we all love a little uh, juicy gossip, don't you? Mm -hmm. I love juicy gossip. So let's dive in. Kylie Jenner may have refused to let her boyfriend, Timothy Chamolette, take a selfie with Selena Gomez at the Golden Globes. There was a moment during the ceremony that was caught on video where Selena went over to another table to chat with Taylor Swift and Kaylee Sperry, who is the wife of Miles Teller. So-called lip readers claim to have deciphered what they were talking about. They say Selena was telling her girls that Shamalette refused to take a picture with her. And people on the internet are speculating that it was Kylie who shut the photo down. But a source close to Selena claims they were not talking about Shamalette, and Selena never even saw or spoke to him Sunday night. Selena and Timothy shared a kiss in the 2020 flick, A Rainy Day in New York. Was Kylie threatened by that? These are all very good questions, Steve. I don't know. Perhaps we can get them on the celebrity hotline. Yeah. That would be great. Uh, George Clooney had his first orgasm pretty young, and his partner was a rope. A rope. Would you like to know more? Do tell. In 2011, uh, Rolling Stone interview, George said, quote, I believe it was uh, while climbing a rope when I was six or seven years old. I mean, nothing came out, but all the other elements were there. I remember getting to the top of the rope, hanging off the rope, going, oh, my God, this feels great. On a rope? Yeah. Oh, what I wouldn't be, what I wouldn't do to be that rope. Some, like, weird stuff that comes out of people's mouth. Like, what? What? That you felt that that was a need to to tell everybody, Steve. I not only don't remember my first one, I don't have a good story to tell, even if I did. Oh, I remember mine. You do? Oh yeah, it was that gal from the uh, J.C. Penney lingerie section in the 1991 Wish Book that came out. <laughs> She's wearing that little Santa outfit. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I know. They were pretty hippie broads back then. Not hippies, but they were just yeah, they just. Large pelvises. Large pelvises. Uh, Broadway. Is it, this is why I said, why would anybody tell anybody that you, that you have that happened to you? 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I try to keep that stuff to myself. Broadway is about as creative as and innovative as Hollywood these days, which is to say not very much. Case in point, their latest big idea is a stage musical based on Prince's Purple Rain. The producers say, quote, We can't wait for a new generation to discover Purple Rain and for lovers of the original film and album to experience its power once again, this time live. We can't wait to exploit it to make more profit. The, the movie was not great. At all, I didn't Come think on. the movie was good. You're telling, you're, me talking, those, you're telling me those sequences with uh, with Morris Day and the time were not great. The music was good. I'm just talking about the acting. Obviously, the uh, the picture won an Oscar for best original score, but still, like that's not like this great movie that you should really turn into a film or a uh, film you should turn into a stage show. No, you know no, I mean? Steve, that was that was the film of my uh, of my <sighs> senior year in high school. Lil Nas X, you know him. Sure do. Uh, serious about his upcoming Christian... Is, is Lil Nas X serious about his upcoming Christian era? Time will tell, but he's already offending Christians, so it's off to a predictable start. Nas X announced his new single yesterday. It's called J. Christ, and it's dropping on Friday. But the announcement was accompanied by a picture of him on a cross just like Jesus. And a lot of people think he's mocking their faith. But in a follow-up message, he said, quote, The crazy thing is, nowhere in the picture is a mockery of Jesus. Jesus' images is used throughout history in people's art all over the world. All right, well, we'll see how that one works out for you. <laughs> Good for you. And Kim Kardashian's trainer is being labeled as a money grabber for forcing Kim to do ridiculous workouts and making her get just trampled the entire time. Really? Yeah. She wants that something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I got trampled like this was when Ray J did a mushroom stampede across my face in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. He calls me his little shiitake. <laughs> it was Bello, but we yeah, changed it uh, up. I understand. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, uh, mainly because I had a case of the rumple foreskin. <laughs> a little floppy donkey knockout punch. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her a Danza smack to the deli meats. The Danza smack? Who's the boss? <laughs> Angela, let me see that mortadella between you. <laughs> you got pistachios in there? <laughs> Don't even let me see the olive loaf. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Ah! John Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, cloudy for the good part of the day, and then rain starts to move in tonight. Uh, that's going to cause some serious flooding issues uh, throughout the Pioneer Valley because we're going to see up to about two to three inches of rain. Yay. On top of the snow that we have. And a high of 35. Tomorrow, though, sunshine and a high of 48. It's 17 right now in downtown Springfield. I, uh, what? Uh, nothing. I was just going to say we're going to have uh, our first uh, round of 2022 of uh, Am I the A-Hole? Yeah. And uh, the Best of the Valley Advocate uh, Reader's Poll ballot is out, yeah. and uh, we're going to go uh, We're gonna go through it a yeah. little bit more, than, uh, little bit more uh, in depth than before. There's a few discrepancies on that list uh, that we need to discuss, so we'll get into that later on. Uh, you know, yesterday we talked about the voice-activated bidet. Remember we were talking about that, uh, that works with your Alexa? Yes. Like, Alexa, wash me. You know, that kind of thing. Alexa, clear all this off. Yeah. Uh, well, here's some more weird gadgets they've unveiled so far at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, which uh, starts uh, today uh, and runs all the way through Friday. LG has a new see-through TV. 
It's called the OLED T, and the hmm. T stands for transparent. When it's off, you can see right through it. They claim getting rid of that big black rectangle makes the whole room feel bigger. And I'm looking at this thing, and it's basically it looks like a, an aquarium on your like on a stand. They had this thing up on a stand, like a like a <clears throat> almost like one of those. Um, those stackable stands that you have, okay. like, like like the shelving that you can stack on top of each other. Yeah. And you can see right through it. It's just two glass panels, and then when it turns on, the whole thing fills up in front of you, and now you have the TV screen, which is pretty cool. The only thing is with, with anything with new technology, you always got to wait. Yeah, you never want to be the first guy to buy it because there's, there's always going to be some problem. Well, not only you don't want to be the first guy to buy it because uh, there's going to be some problems with them, but the first guy, and you're going to spend so much money on it. You know, the, I'm sure the new, I don't know how much this thing is, but it's probably a lot more expensive than a regular flat panel t- television set. Well, you know, it's absolutely crazy. So I'm, where the hell was I the other day? I was at, uh, oh, I was at Costco. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, kind of looking because we might need to get a, a new TV. Yeah. And uh, I'm noticing that uh, those 70 to 80-inch screen TVs would be perfect in my living room. Yeah. Uh, and I was stunned by how dirt cheap they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, like a couple hundred bucks. You remember, you know, back in the, in the old days, you wanted to get like a high-definition television. That's a $2,000 expense. Now you can get one for like 500 bucks. They're practically giving them away. I know. You know, years ago, I had a, uh, I had a TV that I bought from Costco. I still have it. It's a nice Samsung, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it, it was like a package deal. You got the sound bar and the the whole thing was like five hundred dollars. Okay, got a big giant television. It's like sixty something inches, and then uh, the sound bar to go along with it. And uh, that was a great deal then. And then after the, I think it was like three months into owning the television. This red line just appears across oh, the, the front of the screen. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll bring this back to uh, to Costco. Well, I get to Costco, and I'm like three days past the 90-day return policy. Costco limited it down to 90 days? For this particular electronic, because it was some deal that they had with Samsung. And when something goes on the – once you get past this 90-day period right you then have to call this number so i brought this tv all the way down to costco for nothing back yeah i'm thinking i'm gonna get a new one and they're like no you gotta call this number oh right? my god so i call the number and they're like yeah we'll uh we'll send a repair person out to fix that and i'm like repair person like, you why don't, don't you that. just give me a new tv how yeah. much do these things cost like how much is it really costing you the manufacturer to not just like, give me a new TV. So they sent this guy from Northfield, which oh, is like okay, an hour right. away from my house. Sure. You know, he's he's all the way from Northfield, and he comes down and he replaces the panel on the television. Like, I'm like, how much did it cost for the, to pay this? Not, and, and, so did, did, did Costco pay for the repair? Yes. Or did you have to pay for it? Well, no, it was all paid. Like, there was, the thing was under warranty. It wasn't, okay. the, the, I didn't have to pay for anything. The only thing it cost me was the gas because I stupidly brought the thing all the way down to Costco to realize, well, this is not, you're, you can't return it today. Right. 
And uh, they sent this guy from Northfield to come down and replace the panel on the TV. And I'm like, why would you say, how much did that cost? I mean, the guy was a nice enough guy. It was uh, it was called the Adams TV Service. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. He He's just in business doing these these panel TVs thing. But it just blew my mind that they would send somebody from so far away and pay all that money with and just give me the new damn TV. What's, you know, what's that's, that's so weird to me because Costco's uh, return policy has yeah. been so forgiving yeah. for nearly everything else. Like, for example, yeah. let's say I got a like a bag of chips. Yeah. And uh, and I say to uh, the lady at the Costco return desk, yeah, listen, I was eating this bag of chips and uh, there was a dead mouse inside. They, yeah. They'll say, okay, we'll take you, uh, we'll, we'll give you the, uh, the, we'll take the bag of chips. And then they give you another dead mouse to go along with it. No, they'll, a give you fresh a, one. they'll either give you the money back or yeah. you can grab uh, another bag of chips. Now, you know, if you've had a, ba- a, a, a dead rodent and a bag of chips, yeah. you probably don't want more of the chips. You just want the money back. I mean, they're usually they're very good at, uh, at doing that. I've never... I didn't realize they would. Uh, you'd have to go through that for a television. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? You think that you just replace it? Yeah. But I guess, uh, but I got a new panel on it now. Now it's it's beyond the warranty, yeah, and now sucks. I have this white line that's oh, yeah. slowly creeping across. You got to call that guy from Northfield. Yeah, no, I'm not calling. No, because I'm not. It, it wouldn't it be cheaper for me to just go out and buy eventually buy a new TV? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously this uh, see-through TV probably wouldn't be your first choice because that's no, going to be expensive. Right. But yeah, TVs are like nothing now. I mean, they're like yeah. they're really ridiculously cheap. Like we had to get a new TV for the camper, okay? Uh, because uh, the one we had was a little. Uh, a little old, and so we decided to replace it with something flatter. A new camper. It's a 2016 camper, but they, oh. but there was a second television in the bedroom part of it, and that was like an old one. Oh, I got you. So we, right. re, we we got rid of that one and then replaced it with something that we bought at like a BJ's up yeah. in uh, New Hampshire. It was like less than like 200 bucks. Like how could and it was like a 30 inch, 36 inch screen TV. It's like how they're practically giving them away for free. Yeah, I mean they're not unless you want like the ultra 4K HD things. That's where you start spending the money. Yeah, because you can spend you could spend three grand on a on a TV. If you, you there's no limit to. to what you can spend, but the right. average uh, doofus like you and me can buy a new TV for every room in the house if you're budgeting correctly. Well, I, I let me figure. So this TV was from, let's see, I bought it in 2016. So now it's almost it's eight years old. Sure. I don't know how long does TV do TVs last. What's the average lifespan? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the TVs we got are pretty old, but, you know, we only need to replace one. I'm not uh, buying anything new until this thing just craps the bed completely. Once that white, I want that, the hard part is, like, if you're trying to search for something on Netflix, you can't really do it. You have to kind of know your way around with the remote. Oh, because yeah. Because you can't see the side that says search. Yeah, that's a problem. It's not yeah, really that much of a problem. It's inconvenient. I mean, you, you listen when you're when you're dealing with electronics, you want everything to work as it's supposed to work. Yeah. You know, like otherwise, it's it, it can be frustrating. You know, yeah. like have to do like guesswork with televisions is the not what I want to do. But we're at the point now where you know we got a front room that uh, we're using more, and uh, we would like to put a TV in that room, and then uh, take in our in our big giant room, put a big. Uh, what I want to do is I want to get a big 
freaking TV mm-hmm. right in that room, like 900 inches or yeah, whatever. It covers the whole wall. Yes, yeah. I would love that. That would be neat. Yeah. And, you, know, you have the argument every now and then. It's like, well, you know, our room isn't big enough for a TV that size. <laughs> oh, yeah? Wait till you get it in the house. Let me tell you something. I, I don't buy that argument for the TV being too big for the room on any room, on any level. No. No. I got a I, I got a nice uh, tr- cart to go with it. My buddy told me about the cart. The cart, like yeah, a cart on wheels. Well, because I was I wanted to uh, I wanted to mount it on the wall, you know, with a with an arm and everything. Yeah. And then I realized, like, well, wait a minute. What if I really want to move this thing? I can't really move it now once it's in place in the wall. So now it looks like you're part of the AV club. No, it actually it's 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 like a, one of these designer carts. So you can't really tell that it's on. It's a cart because the wheels are kind of like camouflaged a little bit. Ah, interesting. And uh, but you can turn it any which way you want, and it holds up to like a, I don't know. It was like a, a eighty something inch TV. Who's got Who's got an eighty inch TV? I don't know, but I sure would like one. Me too. Anyway, uh, another new thing that came out was uh, a brand new uh, or a brand called Sevi has a new oven that's as fast as a microwave. They claim it doesn't give chicken and other meat that rubbery texture like a microwave. You can also bake in it and supposedly make a cake in under 30 minutes. Um, is it safe? I don't know. Because, yes, you know, you, you've, you've got a like a convection oven that's a little bit faster, not as fast as a microwave, but if you're roasting a ham, well, are you really doing it the whole thing in about a minute? Well, it says it, it cooks chicken breast in mere minutes. And without the notorious rubber effect of overcooked meat, uh, they, they spoke with the Sevi founder, and he described the Sevi's cooking method as a slow cooking done fast. It's not fast food. It's good food, food served, served quickly. quickly. Yeah. The uh, brains behind Sevi uh, were showing off the oven's cooking and baking prowess on the showroom floor before this is the... Uh, blogger. Before I could introduce myself, someone manning the Sevy booth handed me a moist square of blueberry cake that had been baked in the oven. Though the team wasn't doing live cooking demos, I was promised the bake was finished in under four minutes. All right, I can get on something like this. You know what? It seems like the smaller version of what you see in like a Dunkin' Donuts or uh, like a Subway or any of those fast food joints that have like those super ovens. Yeah, yeah. But the th- that thing is huge. That thing is like requires like a 220 outlet to to run. Oh, at least. <clears throat> you got to get an electrician in there to, to put that in. That's what I'm saying. This thing you don't need an electrician for. I'd like to try that. I'd like to see a demo of it before I even consider it cuz I, you know, I don't know. I can see yeah. I can see me messing that up somehow. As long as you got a thermometer and you 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 doing the chicken at 165, you're all set. But if I'm roasting something, is it going to get all crispy like I like? I don't know. We'll have to find out. But I, re- you know what I really want? I want one of those ovens from Dunkin' Donuts. I don't want uh, this. I want the big giant thing so I can, like, air toast a turkey in an hour. <laughs> That'd be that would be fun. good, huh? That yeah, would be great. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's the new technology at the Consumer Electronics Show this week. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 626 of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown, we'll give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Um, let's see. The Best of the Valley Readers uh, poll, uh, the ballot is out. Mm. There's all kinds of uh, all kinds of categories that you can you can choose from. 
there's been some recent additions to the ballot that uh, we find to be uh, rather curious. Actually, I was kind of curious when we uh, read the ballot last week. It's going to be interesting to see uh, who wins. Yeah, because you've uh, you've pitted a number of things that exist with a couple of things that don't exist, a couple of things that shouldn't are misleading, exist. shouldn't exist, and a couple of things that make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Right, but uh, you know that's that's local media for you. <laughs> it's, yes, it is. None, none of it really makes sense. Yeah, there's a reason why that's yeah. free. Hey, uh, would you like to laugh? Uh, yes, you. Would. Sure. Yeah. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Why did the man's ex-wife become an archaeologist? I don't know, Steve. Why did the man's ex-wife become an archaeologist? Because she's so good at digging up the past. Oh, you see? You see? She won't stop nagging him. She still remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Oh, they always remember. So does she. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Where's the thing? Uh, yeah, okay. 6.30 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The chief medical examiner's office has identified the four children who died in last week's house fire in uh, Summers. Uh, the chief medical examiner identified the victims uh, as five-year-old Archer Koropatkin, seven-year-old Benjamin Koropatkin, nine-year-old Genevieve Koropatkin, and 11-year-old Lucas Koropatkin. Their causes of death were due to smoke inhalation and burns. All of their deaths had been ruled as accidental. The fire was reported in a home on Quality Avenue around 10.30 p.m. last Tuesday, which is near the Enfield Town Line. The captain of the Summers Fire Department said that 11 people were inside the two-family home when the fire started. Twelve surrounding departments assisted in putting out the fire, which wasn't controlled until well after midnight. In addition to the children, a litter of puppies was unable to be saved from the home. The community is doing whatever it can to support and assist a family that has not only lost children, but the families that have lost their homes. From collecting toiletries and furniture to even raising funds for the town's uh, angel fund. If you know someone or would like to help the families uh, financially, you can uh, mail a check to the angel fund, which is the town of Summers. That's uh, 619 Main Street in Summers. You can find that information on the uh, the town website as well. A GoFundMe uh, account for the family who, uh, <clears throat> the, or, I'm sorry, the Tomalonis Carolizen family who all escaped from the fire unharmed can also be found uh, in various sites. We posted a uh, an official link for the family related to the children Yeah. Uh, last week. So if you feel like you want to donate to that, <clears throat> you can do that as well. Uh, I ninety one North in Hartford is uh, is closed. Uh, I ninety one North is closed after a motor vehicle crash occurred early this morning. At around three a.m., troopers responded to a two car crash involving a tractor trailer unit. Serious injuries were reported, and the highway is closed, and uh, traffic is being diverted off the highway at exit twenty eight. So you're asked to seek alternative routes, as there's no estimate on when the highway may be reopened. Well, that takes everybody else off the hook, doesn't it? What do you mean? Well, they don't have to say. We'll keep you informed with the updates as we learn them. No, well, that's... Say, uh, well, you go on forever. That's Channel 3 in, in Hartford. Oh, I see. And then you go over to 22 News, and it's like, how do you know if you're flying on a Boeing 737 MAX 9? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even from them. It's well, from somebody else. Oh, God. Do you know how to... How would you tell if you were on a Boeing uh, 737 MAX 9? How would you... How would you 
how would you figure that out, Bax? Well, usually uh, in the uh, in the instructions in the seat in front of you, there's yeah. a little there's a little placard that tells you how to get off the plane in yeah. case of a water landing, and it usually tells you what kind of plane it is, so right. you know exactly this is the plane I'm getting off of. Yes, and on and off. <laughs> yes, you know it's also on the ticket. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that too. Yeah, I don't know why you need an entire story to tell you what kind of a plane that I'm going to be flying on. <clears throat> and then what are you going to do about it once you find that out? It's a good question. I don't have an are answer. Are you going to say, well, that's it. I'm not flying at all. If I've gone through all the rigmarole of a security check and checking in my bags and ticketing and waiting around for the boarding instructions and getting my flight and then sitting down. I think I'm I'm beyond the point of uh, indignantly getting off the plane because it's the wrong model. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Whenever you get on a plane, does it ever occur to you that this may be your last ride ever? I try to not think of that. But you do. Everybody thinks of that. Everybody thinks, oh, my God. And you look around and you're like, wait a minute. Do I really want to be dying with these people around me? Yeah, but I I very quickly kind of uh, swat that negative thought process away and say, if I can just not uh, freak out, I'm going to be at my destination in less than two hours. Well, that's, I mean. And I'm more likely to die driving there. Most people, most people do deal with it, but I'm just saying, I mm-hmm. think most people have that thought in their head going, this could be the very last uh, ride I ever take on an airplane because yes. it could go down somewhere. You're absolutely don't you, right. You don't think about that? I tr- again, I, I try not to think in terms of that kind of gross negativity. I was talking with some folks last week about uh, different venues mm-hmm. and like, oh, I, I Example was I was ta- I took my kid to that nightclub out in uh, Albany to see that indie pop band that she likes. Oh yeah, but like standing there looking around, my only thought, you know, not not. I mean, obviously my kid was going to be enjoying, uh, you know, being a fan of this music, but I'm looking around going. Where's the emergency exits? What's going to happen <laughs> See. if somebody gets trampled? You See, know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I, I, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. But but I'm at the point now where that's not the first thing I'm looking for. First thing I'm looking for is where is the closest immediate bathroom? Right. So you don't have to walk all the way across and you know. exactly because I don't want to have to like you know, get up from my seat, have to ask some you know, like uh, some uh, usher, hey, where's the toilet in this place? I I you know, I want to know. Listen, I, I yes, I'd like to know where the bathrooms are, but I'm also what happens in case of emergency because if something if a fire breaks out, the bathroom is the least place that I'm going to worry about. You're already going to do that to yourself anyway right. <laughs> while you're running out and try to get, get out of a stampede, but that freaks me out. You yeah. know that that nightclub fire in Rhode Island? Oh, I know. And uh, the Coconut Grove, remember we were talking about that a few months ago yeah. about how that was like one of Boston's deadliest fires because they didn't have proper emergency exits. That's what that's what goes through my mind. See, and I always try to look for the silver lining, and by that I mean, where's the toilet? Yeah, I see your your priorities are different than mine. Uh, it's an age thing. I think when you get to be fifty or older, that becomes like your number one priority: mapping out where all the available public restrooms are. Okay, uh, we just have a different. Uh, it, it's generational. It's told. Yeah, I think it is. 
Where I think is the, it is. Where's the bathroom as opposed to how do I get out of here? Most of the time, I would find myself more panicked by not being able to find the bathroom in time. See what I'm getting at? Yeah, but I'm saying in a case of emergency, the person was like, Well, what do you consider to be a bigger emergency, a fire or having to go to the bathroom? A fire. See, at my age, it's going to the bathroom. Listen, the world can be your bathroom as long as you escape from the fire. Steve. Yeah. I I could combine both and save lives. All right. I, maybe Think you, about you might that. be on to something there. Think about that. The uh, Ludlow police has arrested... Uh, oh, my God. This is the way they write this. The, this is 22, by the way. The Ludlow Police Department has arrested in a child enticement case. Arrested what? I don't know. I think we have to read on to find out more. Oh, my God. According to the Ludlow Police Chief Daniel Velatis, around noon on Saturday, January 6th, officers were called for a report of a man watching two young girls. Police found 35-year-old Michael Wilson of Ludlow sitting in a gray Toyota Camry parked facing eastbound in the westbound lane uh, in front of 65 East Street, blocking the travel lane. Police say Wilson is alleged to have watched the two girls as they bought items at Walgreens at 54 East Street, approached them in the parking lot, and tried to get them into his car. The girls told their parents, and uh, the girls left and then told their parents who were nearby who then called police. Wilson was arrested on child enticement uh, under the age of 16, disorderly conduct, and he was arraigned yesterday in Palmer District Court and held on $15,000, $15,040 cash bail. They always like to add that 40 bucks in. It's a weird thing. Well, no, the 40 bucks is the cl- is the clerk fee. Don't ask me how I know this. Um... <laughs> Steve, how do you know this? I don't know. I don't know. Am I, I not supposed to ask you how you know this? No, I uh, I may in my youth have had a few run-ins with the uh, with the law. You don't say. Ah, uh, yeah. No kidding. But the forty bucks, if you're not like if you're not out on bail, you know, if you don't have like a bail set. <laughs> the forty dollars is for the clerk to come and and sign off on the fact that uh, yeah, you're okay. We're gonna let you go. You're released on your own recognizance. And uh, but when no. they had fifteen thousand dollars to it, you still got to pay the clerk the forty bucks. Fifteen thousand is yeah. what this was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. fifteen thousand forty dollars. It's a big. Uh, it's a big giant. Uh, it's a big giant bail yeah. for a guy who's uh, enticing children to a vehicle. Uh, Velada said, "I would like to commend the efforts and professionalism of the officers, dispatchers, and the shift sar- sergeant for the quick response to the frantic nine one one call. Their response led to a detailed." And thorough on-scene investigation that resulted in an arrest of a very serious crime. You know, you're creepy, man. You're really creepy. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to sit here and watch you. You know, I'm, uh, I mockingly say that's a big, giant uh, uh, bail. It's actually not if all they have to do is come up with, what, 10%? Yeah, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think enticing a child into a vehicle uh, should require something a little bit more serious. Says you, I right. I'm not in charge. I'm just saying that if it were, if I were a judge, uh, bail would be much higher. Don't they? They must base it, I think, on on your income too, right? No, I think they often base it on. Well, depending on what state you're in, I think they often base it on um, seriousness, the of seriousness the of the crime. Wow. Uh, you know, whether or not you've uh, been convicted before, you know, that kind of, uh, but mostly it's set to ensure that you'll be back in court. But, you know, how often does 
lot of times these guys don't want to go back to court. Right. The two Chickabee men were arrested last week after police received a, uh, susp- a call for a suspicious vehicle in a parking lot. Just one in Chickabee? Mm. According to Chickabee, police officers were called to the parking lot on Springfield Street for a suspicious vehicle at 4.45 p.m. on Thursday. Police were informed that there was allegedly two people inside of a black Volkswagen SUV using and selling drugs from the vehicle. As detectives approached, they activated their blue lights. Uh, Police allegedly saw the two people inside lean forward like they were reaching for the floor. Detectives approached the car and asked the two people to show their hands. After several minutes of refusing to show their hands, they finally placed them on the dashboard. The cop was Simon. Simon (laughs) says, put your hands on the dashboard. You didn't say Simon (laughs) says. Simon says, put your hands on the dashboard. Simon says, grab your wallet. Give me your give me your license. I didn't uh, say, say Simon, Simon says. says. The two men, 43-year-old David Cooney and 59-year-old Douglas Campbell, both of Chickabee, were removed from the vehicle and detained. While searching them, officers found drugs and arrested both of them. Police seized more than 200 bags of heroin, five bags of crack cocaine, and more than $2,000 in cash from their possession. Cooney has been charged to, uh, with all kinds of different things. Can I, can I just say, uh, for the record... That uh, if you are ever pulled over for a co- uh, by a cop and he says, uh, "Sir, could you please step out of the vehicle?" That is not the time to say uh, you didn't say Simon says. I wouldn't do the Simon says thing unless it's been established that in yeah, fact yeah. you are playing a game of Simon says with the potentially arresting uh, officer. Yeah, it always helps when both parties are involved in the game. Yeah, you got to be sure you got it because you don't want to just start off with a Simon says. It's a good uh, way to get tased. Uh, Police in Florida just tracked down a 35-year-old man named Andrew Croswell who was involved in a hit-and-run crash last week. Andrew hit a bicyclist who had a special bike because he's paraplegic and uh, then drove off. Thankfully, the victim wasn't seriously hurt. Could have paralyzed him, for all that matter. Uh, When the cops caught up with Andrew, he said he didn't stop because he didn't think he'd hit anyone. When asked about the damage on his vehicle, he said that he, quote, hit a curb. The police suspected that Andrew had some drugs on him, and they got him to admit that he had some meth concealed on his body. Andrew said it was, quote, between the cheeks and not the ones on his face. Mm. He tried to jiggle it out while he was in handcuffs, but that didn't work. So the cops freed one of his hands so he could dig through the backside, and that's when the meth popped out. (sighs) He's facing charges of leaving the scene of a crash, possession of methamphetamine, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Yeah. He needs one of those Alexa-activated bidets to wash the meth right out. Yeah, I mean, you really do kind of want to make sure it's that's that, it's, that everything is secure. You know what? Never underestimate the power of a drug addict. Yes. They will do things like uh, put things in places that no one would ever normally think of putting something to hide. Yeah, you see, like a, like moms, they do the money in the bra thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they put the money and put the money right there in the little bra. Yeah, that's acceptable. I keep thinking about the uh, the TV show Shameless. Yeah, where uh, where Frank is muling like nine bags of heroin within him, yeah. and uh, they had never seen anybody do that before and uh, he thanked Joan Cusack for making that a possibility well wouldn't Joan Cusack be the one you would thank for being able to do that 
I don't know if a thank you yeah. is really in order there. I mean, I suppose if that's the, you know, if you're into that, God bless you. Yeah, that's nothing wrong. So. Nothing wrong with what two consenting adults do in their spare time. But I just, I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. Going to be uh, cloudy to start today with a high of 35 and then rain moves in like a lots of rain, two to three inches throughout the Western Mass area. Uh, which could cause some serious flooding and a high of 35. Tomorrow, though, sunny with a high of 48. It's 18 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 652 and the Rolling Stones on Rock 102. Nope, not in time. Smells like fresh linen in here, doesn't it? Uh, Actually, uh, no. It doesn't smell like fresh linen. Sorry about that. No. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I got a little bit on me. <clears throat> anyway. A little fresh um, linen. <laughs> uh, we're going to do another round of Am I the A-Hole, the first one of uh, 2024. How exciting is that? We're going to do that coming up after 8 o'clock. Next hour, we're going to talk about uh, voting. Yeah, not the, the kind meta. of not the kind of voting you do for like actual elections, no, but no. Uh, you know, you know, cockamamie local elections. Valley advocate uh, type of stuff. And we'll see how ridiculous that is. Hey, uh, bizarre laws. They, they do this every year. They put out a list of all the weird laws that are in uh, the, the country Yep, that still exist uh, to this day. And we'll start with uh, Alabama. Don't dress as a member of the clergy unless you are one, and that includes Halloween. You, I can't be like a hot nun. Nope. You can't do that. That's uh, been on the books for years. Since 1952. What happened in 1952 in Alabama? That, you, uh, you, don't, you don't even want to know. Somebody, uh, was it like the big nun and priest uh, <laughs> dress up of 1952? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Alaska, you can't operate motorcycles or loud power tools at night between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. Well, that's not like, un- that's not really an odd law. There's a lots of towns that have ordinances where you can't. But a lights out law? I guess so. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you, listen, I can see like not playing your music loud or, you know, mowing your lawn past a certain point in the day, but, you know, keep your lights on. That's, that's you, silly. You know what it is? It's probably because they have sunlight like six months out of the year. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Arizona, do not interfere with a claw machine or crane game. That is a, it is illegal to mess with one of those. Really? Yeah. I find that weird to, hard to believe. Well, somebody must have gotten screwed. Arkansas, forget about beeping a horn at not after 9 p.m. at a sandwich shop. Could you do it at say like a like at a I don't know like at a, at a like a like a tire store? I guess you could. Let's see. Let's go all the way down to Massachusetts and see what we got. Be careful how you play the national anthem in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, whoever sings or plays the Star-Spangled Banner on an instrument in any public space other than as a whole and separate composition or number will be fined. Hmm. What, like, so you can't, like, ad-lib on it? Is that what it is? Is that what they're saying? I don't think you can scat during it. What does that mean? You can't go to the bathroom during no, it? No, 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 not, not that. I'm talking oh. about, like, uh, like jazz scatting. You can't go do a... I don't think you can do that. Oh, I'm doing it right now. Uh, Michigan, there's no drunkenness allowed on trains. Well, that seems kind of, like, okay to have. Good luck with that. Uh, in Minnesota, you can't be charged with drunkenness. In Minnesota, it's noted that no person may be charged or conviction, convicted of the offense of drunkenness or public drunkenness. So when I was at Penn Station on Saturday, 
I can't confirm whether this person was drunk or, you know, tweaked out on drugs or just, Some, you know, yeah. had a, a mental issue. It's it's really hard to tell. Uh, there was a woman who was, uh, you know, there's no place to sit at Penn Station. So we're sitting on a, on a on like a, on a stair, yeah. on a step. And we're right across from a Starbucks. And there's this woman who uh, is dancing in front of the Starbucks. Mm-hmm. She's not dancing. I mean, she's like. Really like dry humping the Starbucks, and right. at one point she's twerking and taking, you know, uh, uh, napkins out of the the dispenser. Yeah, and uh, but but it, in but twerking, and then she leaps up on the area that that's got like a like the milks and the creams and the little sticks and the stirs. And yeah, the, yeah. And she's like grinding herself on top of that. All right. Now, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's not public drunkenness. That's just good quality entertainment. Yeah, that was like it was a free show. Did they say uh, venti chai latte for twerk? I, yeah, they yeah, could have. They, they could have. Uh, the uh, the Metro Police, though, uh, the MTA police, uh, asked her to move on, and she did. Uh, but then uh, there was an escalator, uh, like not that far from the Starbucks. Yeah. So what this woman did was, rather than go down the stairs of the escalator, she um, wrapped her, if you could try to imagine this, she wrapped herself around the uh, that black rubbery banister. Oh, yeah. And went down that way. Oh, oh, she's an acrobat. Yeah. Now, is that public drunkenness or is that just a showstopper? That's just a showstopper. That's what I thought. Really? In fact, I even said to the cops, because you know, they're looking at us because we were kind of you know laughing at this right. a little bit because it, it was such a, you know, a show. And I said, you know, she really is a very good dancer. Well, she's a, she's a, she's got quite the uh, what do they call that? She got tremendous moves. M- moves. Yeah, great moves. Flow, agility. Oh, that's what with, it is. Very athletic. Very, very athletic. Well, there you go. It's six fifty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, as I predicted, the top-ranked Michigan Wolverines are your college football playoff national champions, having pounded the second-ranked Washington Huskies 34-13. Despite all the hubbub about their head coach, Jim Harbaugh, allegedly ignoring all kinds of NCAA rules, he's now brought the first national championship that they've seen in Ann Arbor, Michigan in 27 years. Oh, sure, he may have served a suspension or two for recruiting violations and for allegedly stealing signs from several regular season opponents, but that's not what's important right now because what people really care about is this. How many people were arrested, how many things were set on fire, and how many emergency vehicles were overturned during the victory celebration. Forget about Jim Harbaugh and his reckless flaunting of the rules. It's the fan violence and destruction of private property that makes winning a national championship so damn exciting for the kids. And in keeping with these long-standing college football traditions, police yet have not yet released the number of post-game arrests, but they did confirm that more than 17 fires were set between 11.45 and 12.15 a.m. That's one fire set every 2.14 minutes in 30 minutes. Now that's how you celebrate a championship. But that's the sort of thing that you might expect from a state-run university that charges $69,000 a year for an out-of-state student to attend, $32,000 if you're a state resident. To me, burning things to the ground is what college athletics is all about. Sure, it's against the law, but 
So is binge drinking at the age of 18. So is smoking in public buildings. Come to think of it, I'm not even sure it's legal to do bong hits in your dorm room these days. But when it comes to setting things on fire and other forms of senseless vandalism after winning a national title in a mob-based situation, that's simply the cost of doing business. And despite all those NCAA violations that got them there, I'm pretty sure that things like rules and laws are something that uh, something that, uh, that no one's worried about today at the University of Michigan. At least not today. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. So you're a bird lover? Well, so is Catherine at the Palmer Rockies. KT Bird Blend and the KT Songbird Blend. Buy one, get one free at Rockies. Plus good people, bird lovers like Catherine and Palmer and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock one. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy to start, and then uh, heavy rain moves in throughout the area later on this afternoon. Uh, could see up to two to three inches of rain. Of on rain. Top, on top of the snow, uh, but tomorrow will be sunny and a high of 48. I'm sure we'll be just fine. Yeah, well, you? You know, thank God it's just rain, because, you know, I mean, uh, I've heard, and I don't know if this is the actual... Uh, mathematical uh you know breakdown but for every inch of rain that would that would uh, normally equal 10 inches of snow can yeah. you imagine if we got like three inches of of uh, of rain and it would convert it to 30 inches of snow that would be crazy it would be stupid crazy uh you know what else is crazy there's voting going on in the valley advocate uh, best of edition 2024 the voting is now open it ends on january 31st and uh, we've been going through some of the categories already this morning. Yeah. Oh man, we're gonna we're gonna start right off at the top. At your service, the best banquet facility and reception hall. Mm, okay. And they have uh, all these uh, great places here: the Boylston Rooms, uh, the Quanquant Farm, the Garden House at Look Park, the Union Station, Valley View Farm, Nathan Bills, uh, Floppy Ear Pet Care. Uh huh. How did how did that get in there? I I don't know. How did that go from, how did that, it went from. The floppy ear pet farm has a banquet facility? No, I don't think it does. I think this, and then it, Kathy's groomer is the next one. Yeah. Did the things change? Let me, uh, let me take a look here. Uh, uh, Yeah, you're right there. You're right. Uh, We're going to go. Floppy ear pet care, uh, Kathy's groomer. All right. uh, also in there with the the Deerfield Inn, Diamond Farm, and uh, the Log Cabin. All right. Well, we'll go with uh, we'll go with the Log Cabin. Yeah, they spend the most amount of money here with the radio That's station. That's right. And then uh, food and drink, bagels, uh, tandem bagel. That's, I do like those. I do. Uh, Rise above bakery. I've never heard of any of these. Bread Euphoria. No. Familiars. Nope. Alex's bagels. I've heard I've of that. That's place. Long Meadow. Uh, Dino's. Where's Dino's? I don't know. What about Greenfield Community Co-op? That's the one in Greenfield. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tandem. Tandem. That That's a good guess. Uh, good bet. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, we could we could sit here all day long and, and do this, mm-hmm. but uh, let's see, hamburgers, Ham- hamburgers, local okay. burger, uh, the local burger. Okay. Five guy. Why is Five Guys? Five Guys is a, a chain. Yes, but local people work in the local chains. All right, I get it. Woodstone Tavern, uh, People's Pint, Miss Florence Diner, Wolfie's, uh, 7B's, Plan B, White Hut, Max Burger, 
Lovebird, Lovebird Kitchen. I've never heard of that one. I don't know that one. Yeah, we'll go with Autumn Miss Farms. How about that? Are they in there? Yeah. They're right there. Right you know what? Uh, not for nothing, but when that guy brought all that food up uh, yeah. here from Autumn Miss Farms, that was yeah. awful good. And uh, it, it was pretty damn good. Oh, here's one for, for best hot dogs. Costco made the list. Costco? The Costco hot dog is okay. Well, it's, it's a Hebrew national hot dog. It's it's like a, a foot and a half long. It's on like a, a big giant arm length of bread. It's yeah. good, but it's like you can make that one at home. Yeah. I mean, they got, uh, they got Nick's Nest here. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love that. Yeah. Uh, I get. I w- we'll go with that one. That seems to be the most prominent one on the uh, on the list here. All right. How about ice cream? Har- ice cream. Harold's. Nothing wrong with Harold's. Maple the Granville Scoop. Nothing wrong with that. It's not the Granville Scoop. It's the Granville Scoop. They have it misspelled here. Ah, yes. Sure. Uh, Batch in South Hadley. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Apple Place. Right. Nick's Nest. Uh, Bart's. Bart's Roger is good. Sheldon's. McRae's. Cindy's. Mm-hmm. JB's. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Which one do you would you go with? You know what? Uh, I've always been a longtime fan of Steve Harrell's uh, ice cream. All right, so because we'll uh, he used to have Steve's ice cream in Providence, which I was a huge fan of in my youths. Yeah. What about imported beer? Who has the best import? See, this is this, this is, is where it gets ridiculous. I, I, I talking crazy talk. Let's move to a different category. How about that? Okay. How about we move to? Let's get to the. Let's get to us. Okay. That? Hold Inf- on. Let me. Uh, let me uh, get up to us now. Here. Hold on. Information age. Information age. All right. We'll start with the best blogger. You have two choices. You sing or hand to paw. I have no idea who either of those people are. Yeah. I guess if you know either the folks uh, with the uh, the you sing or the panda paw blogger, yeah. this may be an easy choice. Uh, local Facebook business page. Northampton Live. Dave Hayes the Weather Nut. Or write in if you don't see your favorite. I'm going to go with Dave Hayes. The I'll weather. go the weather, no weather night. He's yeah. always he's always a fun guy to have on the radio. Right. Uh, local Instagram business page, Northampton, Fire Type Chocolate, or you can write in your own. I, I don't, know, I don't either. know either one. Local meteorologist. All you right. ready for this now one? Now we're talking. Jana Brown. Yeah. Dan Brown. Yeah. But they're not related, by the way. It's not like there's a sibling rivalry thing going on. No, they're just they're from two different Brown families. Brian Lapis, that 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 makes or it tough. Dave Hayes, the weather nut. You see, here's <sighs> the thing: Dave is not a meteorologist. He's a weather nut. He's a weather nut. He uh, he even says that he didn't he doesn't have any schooling for uh, for meteorology. Lapis is a meteorologist. Yeah, and a nut. All right, you know what? I'm just going to put my vote in. And I'm not going to tell. I don't want anybody to get slighted. You sure? That's right. All right I'm putting mine into. I don't want Dan or Jana Brown to get slighted that I picked Brian Lapis. I'm the two of them. I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna not gonna say who I'm picking either. All right. Here's the juicy one. You ready? I'm ready. Local radio personality. Okay. Who do you think of these people? Roy Rory Tedemer. Rory Tedemer. He is a sports play-by-play guy, but I am not sure that he play-by-plays here locally. That's how is, little I know about Rory Tedemer. Is he Rich Tedemer's uh, relation? He could be yeah. the son of the great dean of local television, right. uh, Rich Tedemer. What about Leah Rance? She's a nice girl. Nice girl. Works here over at uh, Laser 99.3. I would consider voting for her. I would. How about Matt Peterson? Matt Peterson 
Uh, apparently works for a radio station, but is nowhere on their uh, nowhere on their web page. Wouldn't you think you'd be part of the webpage if you were uh, being allowed to be voted on? As a local radio personality? Yeah. Yes, I do. Bax and Nagel. Can't say I'm aware of their work. All right. What about Khalees Smith? I'm even less familiar with their work. DJ Mango from WMUA. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. I don't know. Uh, Steve Nagel. Nagel. Who's Nagel? Who's that guy? <laughs> I don't Really know, and they, then, did, they did spell it differently, didn't they? They did, and then yeah. uh, and then uh, Bax and Obrian. Who is that? I don't know, but I believe it hasn't existed in years. Well, technically, I'm on the list three times: Bax and Nagel, myself, and uh, I would say the I radio had a show pretty... previously called the Bax and O'Brien Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I huh? think uh, Obrian. I believe it's pronounced. Uh, and then Monty Belmonte. Ah. And if you don't see your favorite, you can write them in. You know what? <sighs> I'm going with DJ Mango. I'm going with DJ Mango, too. That's the one I'm going DJ with. DJ Mango uh, seems to, he, it's, it's, it's DJ Mango's time. I look at this list, and apart from Leah Rance is a nice girl, I think fraud, 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 fraud. But yeah. then there's DJ Mango. Me, DJ Mango, I think, would uh, give us, gives everybody the run for the money. Oh, he gives you the runs, all right, for the money. Well, at least he says DJ Mango says he's from WMUA. These other people, I don't know who's Khalees Smith. I'm not exactly sure. Do they? You know, it would be even funnier if they work for our company and we don't know. That would be funny, but we yeah. don't. You know, to be honest, the the folks that uh, that we employ in Northampton and Greenfield, yeah, I don't know a lot of them anymore. I know a handful, yeah, but not all of them. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, don't go up there that much. We don't uh, we don't get together as much, as often as we used to. Do you know I've never been there to the Northampton one? Never. Not once have I even stepped. Foot oh, I've been there a couple of times. I've never been there. I'll park my car there and pretend I'm an employee. Oh, so you can walk around downtown Northampton without having to uh, to pay for costly uh, parking? Yes, of How course. How many spots are in that? Uh, enough. Enough. Enough for me. All right. All right, now moving on to local TV personality. Okay. Sierra Speller. Uh-huh. Very lovely gal. Yep. Abby Carnival. Oh, yeah. 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 Jana Brown. Uh-huh. Rich Tedimer. Right. Uh, Dan Brown. Right. Dave Madsen. Who has been retired for two years. Okay, but at least he still works on the TV. The other category, there's a person that doesn't even work here anymore. <laughs> Brian Lapis. And uh, if you don't see your favorite, yeah, mm. add that in. Which one? Boy. I would. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, that Abby Carnavali. I'm going to go you know, with that. I, I know everybody on this list. I've met every single one of them. I don't know Abby. I have not met Abby. But you'd like to know Abby. I would like to. Uh, I'd like to know Abby. I can see if in a different time and place. I would love to know Abby. But uh, yes, she is. Uh, she's a keeper. That one. Oh, well, here, uh, let's go down to the podcasters. Okay. Stephen Olpenick. I don't know who that I, is. I don't know who that is. Matt Peterson again. I didn't even realize he had a podcast. Uh, Monty Belmonte. He, I knew, had a podcast. Hannah Fitzpatrick. I don't know who that is. Abigail Vaca. I'm not sure who that is. Who are they? I don't even know who these people are. The only person on that list that I know is Monty. Here, let's uh, type in Bax and Nagel for that one. Mm-hmm. I'm putting that one in. There okay. Bax and Nagel. Yeah, why Vote. not? Yeah. What about uh, podcasts? Podcasts. 
Break the Chains, Find Your Flame, Wicked Wanderings podcast, Mm -hmm. The Fabulous 413, Valley Visions, Movie Night Extravaganza, Global Treasures podcast, Embrace the Squiggle podcast. There's also one here called Strictly Sports Podcast, but I don't know what that one's about. You know which one I, I really like? What? Is uh, Shake, Rattle, and Goal. Have you heard that one? We were on that one. That was a good one. That's, that was a really good one. That's the Thunderbirds one. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's yeah. A, how come that's not listed here? I'd like to know why uh, Baxi's Musical Podcast isn't on there. That's a very popular feature. Uh, well, you know what? I'll write that in. Baxi's Musical Podcast. <clears throat> Thank you, Steve, for yeah. uh, for thinking of me. Yeah, and I spelt podcast with two Ds, so it makes it look like I'm an idiot like the rest of the people that voted. <laughs> The ones who are still voting for Bax and O'Brien. <laughs> well, there you go. Wow, uh, you okay. Can, uh, you can check out and vote <clears throat> yourself at the valleyadvocate.com and the best of 2024. Yeah, I mean, all I all I would ask, <clears throat> and I'm not you know, jockeying for votes. You know, uh, it, uh, it's just not my way. All I would ask is that you, uh, you check who you're voting for to make sure they still exist. Yeah. yeah uh, things would. that don't exist. Should probably not be accepting awards. I don't know. Didn't Dave Manson win like two years in a row even though he wasn't even working there at all? <laughs> yes, I believe. I believe he was. He got, he's got his grandkids to write in for him. Here, uh, help Grandpa out. Uh, get him one of those awards again. It's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown, we'll give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Although he will not win the Valley Advocate based on my vote. You know, uh, I would, I, I may, may have put my, uh, I may have put my vote in. Yeah. You know, he and I lived in the same neighborhood for, for a period of time. Yeah, was that what you based it on, or are you based it on because he was your favorite meteorologist? Favorite is really kind of a difficult word when it comes to meteorology. Like, who's my favorite? I don't know if I've got a well favorite. I've always said that Brian Lapis is the meat in meteorologist. Right. You know what I'm talking about. I totally get that. Yeah. Hey, this week it's a Thunderbird Thursday with us, Bax and uh, Nigel. Uh, tune in around 745 when we'll give away a prize pack that includes a four-pack of hats, koozies, stickers, and four seats on the glass to a Saturday's game. It's a uh, Thunderbird Thursday this Thursday right here on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Wow. I like the uh, Thunderbird Thursdays. Yeah, me too. It's kind of fun. People really get into that. Uh, they want the glass seats. They want the glass seats, but, you know, they keep calling, like, more than, like, an hour and a half after we've already given, did I win? If we're calling for the 10th caller, it shouldn't take us an hour and a half to be able to dot to count to 10. Yeah, we got to talk to uh, Nate Costa. Maybe we can uh, make the game a little bit more exciting by putting in actual glass. So when they smash into it, it shatters. shards of glass all over the ice. I like that idea. And now you got to figure out, which, what are you going to do? Are you going to stab somebody with the piece of glass, or are you going to try to get the hockey puck from them? I think the problem with that is glass has the tendency to cut human flesh. And, uh, you know, from an insurance standpoint, the Thunderbirds probably don't want to get involved in that kind of, uh, yeah, that kind it's of always, thing. It's always insurance that ruins everything. It's so true. Yeah. It's, it's entirely. Yeah, liability. Please. <sighs> so sick of liability. <sighs> liability. It sucked out the fun of the, about the entire life. From liability. Lifetime. We'd be relying on violence to uh, entertain us. Here Listen, in Springfield. We watch the game because of the violence. You know, when when the when the gloves are get torn off, that's what we want to see. I want to see some guy get sucker punched right in the suck. That's what I want.
I want to see good old time hockey. I want to see some girl go nuts like Helen Hunt did in that after school special, and then start slitting her wrist with the shards of glass after she jumps through it from the stands. Now that's again that's great hockey. Good, yeah, great hockey. That was a good after school special. <laughs> What's yeah. one of the best yeah, ones? It was. 729 News is next at Rock 102. Here's your Western Memory. 32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, well, we just finished with one winter storm, and now we're in for another one. But this one's going to bring rain and wind all day long. Wind. Really? I've only seen that word written before. Yeah, you know, it's wind. Anyway, there's a wind advisory in effect from 5 p.m. tonight to 1 uh, p.m. tomorrow. And that's uh, south to east winds to 20 to 30 mile an hour gusts with up to 50 mile per hour gusts expected. Oh, good. On top of like two to three inches of rain. What could possibly go wrong in conditions like that? I don't know. Another storm is making its way closer to Western Mass as the impacts of this weekend's uh, past weekend storm are still being felt. The winter storm will bring some heavy rain and wind Tuesday evening. Just over the weekend, we saw our first winter storm of the year, and now it's being hit with another one. Heavy snow from the last storm mixed with heavy rain and wind can lead to some flooding, which raises concerns about ground saturation as it can bring down trees and cause power outages. Some of the things you can do to prepare yourself for this storm include clearing your gutters and drains. Yes, right after a snowstorm. Get up on a ladder and yeah. go clear your uh, your your gutters. Come on. No one's uh no one's going to do that. But you know, uh and, and I- putting away outdoor items that can easily blow away in the wind. If you haven't already done that. Um, you know, listen, we just had 11 inches of snow. A good foot of snow depending on where you're at, right? Yeah. Okay. The good news is all this rain is going to take care of that snow. I would think two to three inches of snow pretty much means there's no more snow right? by the end of it. It's the blowing part that I'm a, a little concerned by. I don't like uh, things that are blowing. No. Things around. No, that's usually the dangerous part. Yes. It's not that it's blowing. It's what it's blowing. Well, it's, you know, usually when you get heavy wind after snow, it creates mm. blizzard-like conditions, but with the rain, that's not going to let snow blow around. That's right. Now, I hope everyone has uh, didn't use up all their eggs, bread, and milk from the other day. I hope uh, you know we all prepared ourselves ahead of time. I think they're all going to be going out tonight and doing this exact same thing. Yeah, my God. Well, that's what you got to do. A uh, man has been charged after trying to lure two girls into his car in Ludlow on Saturday afternoon. According to the Ludlow police, around 12 p.m., officers were on the scene in the area of East Street for reports of a man watching two young girls. When police arrived, they saw a Toyota Camry uh, parked eastbound but facing the westbound direction of East Street, also blocking the travel lane. The mothers of the young girls were seen engaging with the man from the sidewalk as well. Based on a preliminary investigation, two girls noticed someone was watching them from afar after they purchased from Walgreens. Then a man approached both girls and attempted to lure them into his vehicle. Officials revealed the man is 35-year-old Michael Wilson of Ludlow. He was arrested and held on $15,040 cash bail with the charges of child enticement and disorderly conduct. He was arraigned yesterday in Palmer District Court. Mm. He uh he looks like the kind of guy that might want to invite people into his car randomly. He looks sketchy. I don't think I've seen the. Uh, I don't know if I've seen the picture uh, yet. 
yeah, he looks. Uh, but where are you seeing this? Twenty uh, two. No, this is on the Western Mass News. Western Mass News. Yeah, okay, yeah, let me take a, a look. <clears throat> yeah, he's a. Uh, because you know you should never judge a, a book by its cover. Oh, I can judge. I can. Judge. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, no, I yeah, see it now. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. You, you can judge that. It's okay to judge. Again, judging a book by its cover. You know, sometimes the the most gruesomely, uh, you know, wretched looking individual is some of the yeah. nicest people you could ever possibly hope to meet, and some of the best looking people, uh, people who are absolutely uh, physically uh, you know perfect are some of the worst people you'd ever want to meet. This guy kind of falls into the uh, into the aberration part of now, it. Where th- this this goes with the go with your gut instincts uh, and realize that he's probably a dangerous person. I'm really trying to give Allegedly. everybody a... Sure. I'm just yeah. trying to give everybody a fair shake. Yeah. But that's a very uh, sketchy mug shot right there. A uh, New York man was sentenced at a federal court in Springfield for his role in fentanyl trafficking on Friday. According to the Mass Department of Justice, 28-year-old Chanty Reynoso Vasquez of the Bronx was sentenced to two years in prison after pleading guilty to possession with intent to distribute 400 grams or more of fentanyl back in July. Chanty. I like like that. You like the name? Chanty. Chanty? Court documents revealed... uh, Chanty brought over 30,000 bags of fentanyl-laced heroin from the Bronx to Springfield on March 30th of 2022. His case was conducted by the state's acting U.S. Attorney Josh Levy, the New England branch of the Drug Enforcement Agency, and the Springfield Police Department. Chanty. Enchanty. Not very enchanty. No? No, I don't think uh, that's something that you want to... Does Chanty live in a shanty? Chanty lives in the shanty. A chanty shanty? Yeah. We mm. could make a whole like a rhyme of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. I just, uh, you know, I think we probably should maybe focus on uh, what uh, Chanty is accused of here, and that is, uh, you know, selling laced up heroin. Well, listen, just because you're accused of something doesn't mean you're a bad person. No, but if you're a heroin, uh, say, connoisseur, for example, yeah. you, you, you want uh, to be a little bit more pure than to be cut with, you know, deadly fentanyl. You know, these, uh, speaking of uh, connoisseurs, I was talking to somebody recently about, um, like, the marijuana industry. And most of these places are just run by a bunch of stoners who act as if they're somewhat better than the rest of the population because they wear plaid shirts and yeah. and uh, sit around and talk about the taste and the strain and all the effects that it does on them. You know what it reminds me of? What? And, 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 I, and, I really, and I'm very serious about this. Remember back... Have you ever had the experience of going to like one of like an independent record store, mm-hmm. and there was always like that one guy working in that record store that yeah. would judge everything you were buying at that record store? Yeah, you're gonna buy that. You're gonna buy that. Oh, you don't want that. That's stupid. Yeah, and, and I, I sometimes feel the same kind of elitism at a dispensary as you would have found in a. In a uh, you know, in a record store of the of the seventies or eighties, you just reminded me of uh, High Fidelity with Jack Black <laughs> telling that guy when the guy comes in looking for I'm looking for a song for my daughter. It's uh, Stevie Wonder's "I Just Called to Say I Love You," and he's like, "There is no way your daughter likes that song." And he goes on this whole he berates the guy for for even wanting to think about buying that album. <laughs> 
that's the kind of person you're talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm talking about exactly. And that's exactly what what some of these folks are. They're like, see, I think what, what the the children of or the children or grandchildren yeah. of former record store employees, not the owners, the employees yeah. are now working in dispensaries. Well, yes, because uh, they need something to latch on to to pretend that they know what they're talking about. You want those gummies? Listen, you're either getting high or you're not getting high. You're either having a good high or you're not having a good high. I don't really know what the difference is between like a lot of these strains and stuff like that. You know, when they, I know one is supposed to be more. Oh, this is for when you're active. Listen, I. I've smoked all kinds of strains of weed. You ain't nothing. There ain't nothing active about smoking weed. Sorry, this one keeps you more focused. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're a liar. It's true. Well, like, I, I like. I like this one. It's like you know. I take edibles, but they're, uh, you know, they're uh, they're not always uh, reliable. Like sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. They're inconsistent. No, they no, they're not inconsistent. They just don't work for you. Or they don't work for you, or you've had so much of them that one dose isn't going to yeah. do it for you. you like that that, that one gummy isn't going to yeah. do it. Thirty five of them may uh, may work for you, but uh, if you don't mind being like paranoid for a full eight hours, a uh, bus full of middle school uh, students slid off the road in slippery conditions Monday morning in Southwick. Uh, Southwick Police Sergeant Tom Kritka said, "We got a report right, right on the Agawam Southwick border." There was a school bus that was involved in some type of accident, uh, and there were, in fact, students on board. But they were trying to figure out, well, whose side of town is it on? Is it on the Agawam side or the Southwark side? Because this is a mess to get involved with. Well, what if it like uh, it, it straddles the line? Um, yeah. Like fifty percent of the bus is on either side of the line. Yeah, you know, you get half the kids off the bus, and you're like, "All right, kids, you're in Agawam. You're gonna have to wait for the Agawam rescue to come. We can't get you off the bus." <laughs> and you kids in the Southwick side are gonna have to wait for the Southwick cop to show up. Uh, dozens of schools across Western Mass reported delayed openings, uh, even with the two or three hours of daylight to allow for extra cleanup. Some buses still navigated rough roads, including one in Southwick that was traveling along Route 57 with middle school students from Agawam. Southwick officer uh, officers arrived and observed the bus, a full-sized bus, in the turnaround that uh, kind of got wedged in the snow and started to slide down the embankment. Fortunately. There was a telephone pole there that she kind of slid into. Crockett told Western Mass News that the telephone pole actually saved the bus and students from any more damage. Wow. wow. From sliding down the hill. It was a slight embankment, and it wasn't steep, and it's full of brush. It wouldn't have gone very far. It just would have made offloading and recovery a little bit more difficult. Well, at least everybody's okay on that. Well, bus. thank goodness. I, you know, that, I never understood that about the, the two-hour delay. Does that really give enough time to clean up more roadway? Um, because just because the kids aren't going to school doesn't mean everybody else isn't out on the roads trying to get somewhere. There's less traffic on the road two hours later. I get you. So I think you know, in in order for a bus to be able to slow down, get to the bus stop without potentially you know sliding into other cars. You go at a less busy time. I mean, I'm making this up. Make no mistake. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about half the time. But I think that may be at least a part of it. The other part is they don't want to just cancel school outright because then you got to make that up at the end of the year. And teachers don't want to do that. Why? They did it last year. Yeah, because teachers want to get out 
on the day they're supposed to get out. No teacher wants to be going you know, working into July. They want they want that summer vacation a hell of a lot more than the kids do. I can't remember last year. I think my kids got out on the twenty first. Yeah. Of June mm. or the twenty second. I can't remember, but it was like it was like four or five days later than it should have been because of all the delays and everything that they used. Did they have a lot of them last yeah, year? For some reason, like, and this, and this is why I don't understand. I don't, maybe it's something I'm missing from the, you know, the, the town DPW people and all that stuff. I only tend to think sometimes of my little bubble where I live. Sure. Like, I don't have a problem getting to the school. Like, because I live on a main road, but I also forget that there are people who live up in the mountains and on these dirt roads that these buses can't go down. A main road in Huntington. Yes, a main road. I mean, it's, it's not like you're on Boston Road in the middle of Springfield. It's the only road. I was going to say. <laughs> Everything else is just a... Like the main road in every, Huntington. Every other road in Huntington is an afterthought. Somebody plowed it down with their uh, four by four Chevy. There are some who would think that that main road in Huntington is actually an afterthought too. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy to start, then rain moving in, uh, lots of rain, and then heavy wind as well. A wind advisory and a flood watch in effect until tomorrow at 1 p.m. High of 35 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 48. It's 19 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Chronic pain can be very... To Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.52. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, cloudy to start, then rain moves in this afternoon. Heavy rain. Uh, could see up to a couple of inches of rain on top of all the snow we have. And on top of that, uh, wind advisories in effect until 1 p.m. tomorrow. Wind gusts up to 50 miles an hour. It's beautiful this time of year in the winter in New England. Oh, it's it's, it's the best. It's uh, 19 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Make sure you check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Angela Moore, the the lead singer of the band Fishbone, one of the great live bands of all time. He's got uh, brand new stuff from... Uh, his new other band called the 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 brand new step. Uh, we talked uh, as he's walking through the uh, the halls of the punk rock museum in uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, really fascinating interview. You can also check out old uh, episodes too uh, with other guests like uh, Gina Shock from the Go Go's or uh, producer Martin Glover, Rob Halford from Judas Priest, Jerry Harrison from Talking Heads. It's all available Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. And on rock102.com. And uh, this one was a really good one uh, with Angela Moore. Very funny. All right. Well, very funny. He's hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. And it's very hard to keep him focused. But we got through it. All right. And I got some good ones coming up in the next couple of weeks, too. I'm very excited about. Well, I'll be looking forward to listening. Sure you would. Sure you would. Listen, I'm just trying to help you sell the sizzle there, pal. I'm not dismissing uh, yeah. your uh, your support at all. Hey, by the way, uh, we only got like 50 tickets left to that comedy show on uh, <clears throat> on January 20th. That's awesome. At the Elks Club. So if you want to go and you want to see me in a tuxedo, go to my uh, Facebook uh, or Instagram and uh, check out the Venmo page and uh, Venmo me the 20 bucks for the show. You know, sometimes I've always thought that uh, you know, it, it while it may seem out of place for a comic to be wearing a tux mm-hmm. and doing a filthy vile set of comedy yeah uh it actually uh, helps that's what i'm saying you yeah. can say whatever you want when you're wearing a tux you you totally can that's a, you know, that's a that's a maybe a, a piece you should work on you yeah. know things you could do with a tux and things you should not be doing in a tux 
Yeah, I get. I have a whole. I have a whole five minutes on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. We'll kick off the show that way. That's an excellent, uh, excellent idea. I'd work. Uh, out, I workshop that one. Speaking of Texas, there's a uh, coffee shop in Indianapolis called Mansion Society, and it's in the news after a couple held a pop-up wedding there and did not ask permission. They showed up with twenty to thirty guests, didn't say anything, and just started the ceremony in the corner of the store which the owners weren't crazy about because it made it harder for customers to actually place orders. They had an officiant, and their photographer told the barista to wait five minutes as they asked them to stop blocking the door. Oh, see, now that's a... See, you're that, getting, if you're now getting, it's out of line. If you're getting in the way of the operations of the business, eh, nobody cares about your stupid tip, TikTok uh, clout. If you've made the decision to have a pop-up wedding in a place of business... Yeah. It's you that should get out of the way of their business, not them getting out of the way of your business. Well, the owners say they didn't stop the wedding because if footage of them interrupting of wedding went viral, then the internet might cancel them. You know, see, that's the thing. It's like people don't want to get involved because they know that the video can be shown yeah. in a way to make it look like somebody else is being the jerk when, in fact... The antagonist is the person that started the wedding in the middle of a store. That doesn't... Uh, yeah. I can see where they're upset about that or can't get involved with that. Well, uh, I mean, have you ever seen, like, those uh, those Dave Portnoy pizza uh, reviews? Yeah. Yeah, there was one... I forgot what it was. It was somewhere in, in like, the Boston area. Mm -hmm. So he grabs the pizza. It's not a great-looking pizza. The guy, you know, starts uh, talking about it. The owner comes out. And starts screaming to the Portnoy to to, uh, to move along. He doesn't like doesn't want his review. Doesn't like uh, what he does for small right. businesses. So Portnoy eats the pizza. It's trash, and then he winds up trashing this guy, who you know all he had to do was just uh, you know leave the guy alone, let him do what he had to do, and he probably would have got a decent score, or at least a, a, a would a, he would he have maybe. But when you confront a guy like that, then you know, all of a sudden your point your value goes uh, right down to the toilet. Yes, but is he going into these places and getting free pizza, or is he buying the pizza? He's buying the pizza. He is. It's not like he's asking these are me free pizzas. No, these are unannounced. So he goes in, he buys the pie, right? Mm -hmm. Eats the uh, eats the eats the, the the piece. You know, you know, one bite. Everybody knows the rules. Gives you gives them the score, and that's it. That's it. And if the owner winds up being a jerk, <laughs> yeah, you, what do you expect? What do you expect? And of course. A lot of backlash against that owner because he, uh, you know, you know, those pizza yeah, reviews have helped a lot of great pizza places. I don't understand why the owner would get backlash for that. If you don't want this guy coming in here and filming you eating the pizza in your store, then you have every right to tell the guy you can't do that. Yeah, but you see, uh, that's not the way this works. <sighs> All right. Anyway. If you're, if you're a jerk, they're going to come after you. They posted a video after initially deciding not to. They didn't want to shame the couple online, but eventually opted to post the footage after the bride and groom refused to admit they did anything wrong. Mm. The coffee shop does host private events, but they normally charge $500 for a fee. Once the bride was shamed for it, she offered them $200, but when they asked for the full amount, she called it unreasonable. 200 bucks? She... What, they wanted five hundred. Five five hundred bucks for a wedding venue is like is like giving it away. Yeah. Well, but see, this is the thing. Like people like feel that they they they're entitled somehow by just because they show up and they're going to do a viral video in your store that makes it okay for you to impede on their business. 
It really doesn't. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Uh, now people online are debating whether a sudden pop-up wedding like this is really a big deal or not. The whole thing only lasted about 20 minutes. But 20 minutes is a lot. If you're a high-traffic coffee shop, mm-hmm. that's 20 minutes of people not being able to get coffee, uh, thus you not being able to sell stuff. Let's, let's for example, because, like, uh, like say, Shelburne Falls here in East Long Meadow, yeah. okay? Locally owned chain of uh, of high-quality uh, coffee products, yeah. right? You couldn't fit 25 people in there. No. And still have business going around? No, it's too small. Too tiny. Yeah. Way too tiny. And it's not really, like, th- that's more of a, I wouldn't consider that, like, a long-term Sit down place. You sit down. You drink your coffee. You and have you get your out. little meeting, and you get the hell out of there. That's it's it. Not a. It's not a. I don't think it's a full service type of restaurant. I, mean, I wouldn't you can even order food there at all. I wouldn't stuff. even say it's the kind of place you go down to have like a serious heart to heart conversation with somebody. No. You know, it's like it's too small. Everyone can hear you. I don't know. I'm gonna have a pop up bachelor party right in the middle of uh, right in the middle of Collins today. Don't you need to be engaged to somebody to have a bachelor party? Nope. Nope. You can have a bachelor party by yourself. Even though you have, like, real no plans or intentions of getting married anytime soon? Nah, it's it's a pregame. Maybe one day I will again. Way down the yeah, line. Yeah, well, yeah. And well, I like, could, uh, how about an impromptu birthday party in October? All right, we could do that. Like, it just we just show up with, like, 35 people. Just, yep, start a birthday party. Ice cream cake, like a fudgy the whale ice cream cake, balloons. Right, uh, right in the middle of a place. Yeah, yeah. without asking them. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. All right. Let's okay. get on it. It's 8 o'clock on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. The dreaded meeting between Mr. Kraft and Bill Belichick has allegedly taken place. And after all the speculation surrounding that meeting, here's what was decided. Nothing. Nothing at all. There was nobody fired, nobody had to be escorted out of the building, nobody handed over any keys or emptied out their desk. There was none of that stuff. Now you might ask, but Baxi, what about that last place finish? What about that record of four wins and 13 losses? What about the mishandling of Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, Malik Cunningham, and that other guy? And what about any of those things? Well, it's like this, folks. Yesterday, in his annual season-ending video conference, Bill Belichick reminded everybody that he is still under contract with the Patriots and then stated, quote, I'm going to do what I always do, which is every day I come in, I work as hard as I can to help the team in whatever way I can. Now, as you know, the details of Bill Belichick's contract with the Patriots is some of the most carefully guarded secrets in the NFL. Nobody knows what's going on in that contract. You'd have a better time getting a Kentucky Fried Chicken recipe. An easier time getting the secret to the Krabby Patty at the Krusty Krab. You'd have an easier time getting the exact access codes to the nuclear football than you would have finding out what's going on in Bill Bill Belichick's contract. The one thing that we do know from yesterday is that while no decisions have been made public, Bill seems open to the idea of modifying his role in selecting players. What does any of this mean? According to Rob Gronkowski, it's a, it appears as though Bill Belichick isn't going anywhere. And if anything happens, it'll be exactly like I predicted, that he gets to stay for at least one more year, but perhaps they relieve him of being the team's general manager. And if that's the decision they make, I'd be ready to live with that. It's not Bill Belichick's fault that his players played like crap. It's only his fault that he picked crap players. 
change that equation a little bit, and maybe things will look very different for next season. All they have to do is win four more than four games next season, and everybody will be back to looking like they're a genius again. And isn't that what we all wanted in the first place? Of course it is. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The road to Clutterville, the tidy town, begins at Rocky's. The big five-shelf heavy-duty shelving unit, only 60 bucks. Heavy-duty storage totes, 9 bucks. The really big ones, 13 bucks. Get out of Clutterville and get yourself to the nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 814, and Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be cloudy to start, and then uh, rain moves in this afternoon. Uh, could see up to uh, three inches of rain throughout the Pioneer Valley, right on top of all this snow and a wind advisory. Oh, it's going to be a mess, but it's a lovely winter in New England. It's 19 degrees in downtown Springfield. Our first MIBA hole of 2024. Uh, uh, yep. It's a good one. Is it? It's gonna, well, it's going to start with a good one. Uh, first off, am I the a-hole? Yes. I wasn't asking you. Oh. I was uh, reading what this woman wrote. Okay. Am, am I the a-hole for telling my mother-in-law if she expects me to get a DNA test for my son, then I want her to get her DNA test for my husband? I, 30 female, met my husband, Stephen, 32, at a friend's uh, party. Uh, we instantly connected and started dating not long after. We've been happily married for five years now and have a four-month-old son. I met my mother-in-law at his uncle's funeral, and he asked me to attend in support of him. Before we left, his cousin warned me about the mother-in-law. He said uh, she wasn't the nicest person, and she had impossibly high standards to meet and can be judgmental. So don't take it personally, as she's like that with everyone. I did ask my husband, and he agreed that the mother-in-law can be quite judgmental, but not to worry that he'll be there for me. I felt like they gave me the sugar-coated version of her because she was just terrible. (laughs) She made a scene about bringing a stranger to a family funeral, but my husband cut her off and said his aunt, who was uh, his uncle's widow, said he could. She spent the rest of the the rest of the funeral giving me nasty looks and making passive-aggressive comments. She made a scene at our wedding, but that's a different story on its own. But after minimal contact with my mother-in-law, my husband eventually got around to telling her that I was pregnant. I expected her to be angry and have a go at him, but she surprised us both and was the complete opposite. She was excited about being a grandma. She was congratulating us. Her attitude did a complete turn, and I grudgingly allowed her to visit. When it was time to give birth to my son, she wanted to see my son being born, but I refused. Okay, that's a little weird. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. You don't that need... should be between the husband and wife. And that's that it. Shouldn't be that's it. <clears throat> that's when her ugly side reared its head again, and she caused a scene and was thrown out. I refused to let uh, her visit us at home. My husband agreed, but she rang crying and apologizing. She said she was just overwhelmed about being a grandmother and let their emotions get the best of her. Yada, yada, yada. Against my better judgment, I relented and said, okay. When she first held him, she looked at me and said he was beautiful, and I went into the kitchen to get us a drink, and I could hear my husband telling her to get out. I went back in. She started yelling he needed to get baby the baby tested because he doesn't look like anyone in the family. Oh, my God. He kicked her out. Well, good for him that yeah. he did that. She took, uh, she took to something and told everyone that I cheated on – oh, she went on – social media and told everybody I cheated on my husband and that my husband needs to get a DNA test to prove that he was the dad. 
She got a lot of attention for that. So I made my own post and said, I'll get a test when she gets a test for her son. Ah. Yeah. That just made everything worse, though. She rang my husband. uh, Rang my husband. This must be British. She rang my husband up telling him to take it down. He just uh, hung up on her. Everyone divided and questioning my husband's paternity since he had such a strong reaction to it. Now even my husband is starting to wonder and making uh, me feel... I went too far, and I'm thinking, am I the a-hole for saying that? No, actually, I think the only a-hole here is the mother-in-law. Yeah, I would, uh, I would point her out. Yeah, any any bad behavior that you're considering is a reaction to what is being thrown upon you. You're yeah. reacting to well, that bad behavior. She might be right. She might be right that that lady, that son, isn't her, uh, isn't the mother-in-law's kid. Could be. Stranger things have happened. Man. But uh, the mother-in-law is a piece of work. Uh, Yeah, it's a little over the top to be asking your daughter-in-law to get a paternity test to make sure that the son that you've been with for five years. Yeah, you know, honestly, that's uh, it's, it's way that kind of request is way the hell out of line. All right, you ready for another one? Yes. Am I the a-hole? Yes. Am I the A-hole for refusing to uh, correct my son after he insulted everyone at a funeral? A lot of these things have to do with funerals. <laughs> I, 26 female, have a six-year-old son. He has ADHD. He absolutely has no filter. We recently attended a funeral, and we all started singing. After the songs were sung and everybody was silent, my son turned to me and said, it's a good thing she's dead because she doesn't have to hear all of that awful singing. Ah, oh, kids say the darndest things, don't they? They really do. I wanted to sink into my chair when people turned and uh, to give us dirty looks. Later, my grand my grand aunt approached me and said he needs to be severely punished. I did apologize and make him apologize too, but I said I'm not going to punish him for telling the truth. You all sounded like uh, how a cat sounds when its tail gets stepped on. She got mad, and I can see where he gets his disrespecting behavior from. Uh, she obviously went around uh, stirring the pot, and now there's a talk of me and my son not being able to attend future events because unable unable to control my disrespecting son. <laughs> it's making me think that I may be the a hole. <laughs> I don't. Uh, the kid's got some issues. Actually, I think the kid's probably the only uh, honest person in the room. I was going to say he's really speaking the truth. He's not doing anything that's. I don't know. You got to believe there are plenty of people in that room who are thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. Like this singing is so bad it's disrespectful to the dead guy. Well, the the people of the internet think this lady is the a-hole. Uh what you said was uncalled for at a funeral and you need to teach your child that certain things should be whispered. Having no filter is not a good thing, but I see the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to manners at your house. Ouch. I don't know. It's just a kid. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's, it's a kid, and sometimes <laughs> kids say, you know, crazy things, and, you know, you just kind of let it go. And I got to believe, you know, on, on, if this kid has ADHD to such a high degree, most people in the family already know it. Yeah. You know, I, uh, there was a, there was an instance, uh, it was about a month after my wife passed away, and I was uh, at a party. It was a birthday party, yes. right? And this little kid... Uh, I won't say his name or whatever, but uh, the people who know know who he is. And uh, he's a cute little kid, right? Sure. And uh, he was shoving ice cream into his mouth. Just doing one of these things. He's probably about nine years old, right? Yeah. He's shoving ice cream into his mouth at this birthday party we're at. <laughs> and he, uh, he says to me, 
He's like, hey, Steve. You remember when Jen died? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, buddy. It was only like a month ago, right? <laughs> and I just started laughing hysterically <laughs> because this kid had no idea what he was asking. Like, like I don't know, like in his head, like yeah. w- what he was what he was imagining. Well, I think he's trying to you know, break the ice into leading into another conversation. Well, you know, listen, what he did do was was make the grieving process a little bit better because I thought that was the funniest damn thing that I have ever heard, yeah. especially coming from a kid's mouth. See, that's just the, thing. the way he was doing it with yeah. the ice cream in his mouth, and I'm like. Yes, yes, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I'm sorry, that completely slipped my mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I see. I think you and I are kind of cut from a different cloth. I think so you too. Know, from the rest yeah. of society, because I would be in the same thing with, in the same position with you. I would take that as a comedic moment. Where you know, I'm telling this story for the rest of my life because yeah. it's hilarious. Well, I mean, the mother was standing right there, and she does this like jaw dropping. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe my kid just said that. But I was like. More power to this young boy. He's he's healing people. If I were it at made that, me laugh. Yeah. Now, if I were at that funeral where the kid says, you know, thank God she's dead, so they have to listen to this awful singing. Yeah. I would probably yeah. laugh with the kid. I would laugh with that kid too. This kid should be this ki- this kid should be honored. Yeah. With, with a party of his own. And you know, breaking the ice in a sad at, at a sad time. Yeah. You, you have to respect that. Listen. Uh, you, you say things to get you through the hardest parts of your life. Dark gallows humor. And you know what? Is a, is a, is a workable and a rewarding defense mechanism. I would have laughed my ass off. Of course there you would have. Of course. Yep. Because you are an a-hole. Am I? <laughs> I or am we... I just laughing around with the other a-holes? I think that's what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks. Screen Rizzy to learn more. It's 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. By the way, uh, Dan Williams all this week uh, is going to be giving away tickets to the 80s Rock Invasion featuring Stephen Piercy of uh, Rat, Quiet Riot, Vixen, and Riley's L.A. Guns uh, coming to Mohegan Sun Arena on January 20th, and we want to send you to the show. Dan Williams will have tickets for the rest of the week. Uh, for show details, visit rock102.com slash concert. Uh, class concerts, and uh, you'll find out what's going on during that show. All brought to you by Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Remember that uh, story we did the uh, last couple days about the uh, emergency landing? Yeah. Uh, that the Alaskan Airlines flight had to make? Yeah. Because the, the door fell off, or one whatever, a door plug. It was a panel. Off. Yeah. Yeah. But they did you see the video yet? Are the people flying with the door open? No, I yeah, actually that, didn't. That's pretty scary. The door plug, the refrigerator-sized panel that ripped off, was found. It was discovered in the backyard of a Portland-area teacher named Bob. He found the piece of the plane and called the authorities. The NTSB says they're going to collect the door and analyze it to learn more about what went wrong. Um, you think the door is the problem, or the thing holding the door on the plane was the problem? Uh, I don't know. Uh, two cell phones have also been found, which were apparently sucked out of the plane after the hole ripped open at around 16,000 feet. One was an iPhone that was perfectly intact and working. It was even open to a baggage claim receipt. Wow. Yeah, which, since this story wasn't a tragedy, could be used in a future marketing campaign. I'll tell you what. Uh, if I were if I were Apple, if I were a genius at the genius uh, bar, I would be... Uh... I'd be promoting that heavily. This this phone can be dropped from thirty thousand you know feet in the air. 
I remember back in the 90s after the first attack on the World Trade Center, the the bombing that took place in the garage underneath. Yeah. Timex jumped on. This guy had an Indiglo watch. Remember the Indiglo watches? Vaguely. Yeah. You don't remember that craze? Like everybody wanted these Indiglo watches because they were like, they would light up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This guy had an Indiglo watch and led people from a higher floor all the way down to the bottom of the building and safely out the door. And Timex used that as a as an ad. They had the picture of the twin tower and they showed the they showed the light, you know, like going yeah. down sets of staircases. Apple could definitely do that yeah. with this. These buildings can take a beating and keep on ticking. Well, I that was before they came down to the Oh, ground. yeah, well this sure. Was, this right. was uh this was just this underground parking garage could take a beating, but Timex keeps on ticking. Yeah, it was yeah, it was right. something uh, that would have been right. like that. But uh, I think the iPhone could do this. You know, uh, I'm I'm looking at that video now, and I'm starting to think that uh, a, a, a voucher for a future Air Alaska flight would not be good enough for me. No, I'd want something more than that. I would perhaps a hotel a refund, uh, perhaps uh, maybe an upgrade to first class. Yeah, see, I would like the upgrade to first class. At least you, you know, get- on a flight that does not have doors just flying out of the, uh, you know, flying out. I told you that time I got uh, I got picked to be in first class because there was no other seats. Yeah. And uh, how was that? You can have as many snacks as you want. How many did you a have? Delta, like four bags. Atta boy. And they're like decent sized bags. So too. is that those like one ounce bags no. or all like the five ounce bags? This is like this is like the ones when you go into the convenience store and you see them sitting there on the chip rack. God bless. Yeah. It. How yeah. great is that? It's a, I can I can get as many snacks as I want. It says so right here on my ticket. I'll show you. You want one? I'll get you one. Yeah, I've never had the opportunity to sit up in first class. Too cheap to pay for it. And, uh, you know, I don't have racked up enough miles to get the upgrade for free. You put the ass in first class. You're damn right I do. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would not upgrade you. I think I'd make a wonderful first class uh, passenger. This was only a one-way thing, though. I had to sit and coach on the way down. What a disappointment that must be. the rest of the schlubs. Yeah. So there you go. Interesting. We have news coming up next at Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first. Hampton. Just about 834 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The 22 News Storm Team has issued a weather alert for flooding rain and snow melt tonight into tomorrow. A uh, flood watch for all Western Massachusetts is in effect tonight through uh, Wednesday afternoon, as well as winter weather advisory for Hampshire, Western Franklin, and Northern Berkshire County from 3 p.m. Uh, to midnight tonight. Uh, wind advisory is in effect for Hamden, Hampshire, and Franklin County, with wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour. <laughs> A high wind warning is in effect from 4 p.m. until 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's very blowy, uh, isn't it? Very blowy. And they show all the little arrows flying in different ways. Hmm. This way is the way the wind's going to blow. Uh, by 8 p.m., just about all of us will have rain with temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. The rain will become heavy by 10 p.m. and continue overnight. Now is the time to clear storm drains and gutters. No, it's not. Well, they tell you to go out and clear your uh, fire hydrant, too. That's important. 
Right on. I don't a house fire. You, know, you don't want that all covered with snow. Don't have one by my house. Now, I have this uh, this map here from 22 News. The city of Springfield's Department of Public Works launched a map for tracking the snow plowing efforts in the city. The public map shows where the DPW is plowing and which streets have been completed and is also used by the operations center. There is a current parking uh, band information and messages from the DPW regarding plowing operations. The map is not intended to be a real-time depiction of DPW snow plowing activities, but rather a visual representation that city roadways have been plowed. Well, no, I want the real-time one. Yeah. You ever see, uh, like, pictures inside the uh, the Brain Central's uh, unit of uh, the Springfield DPW? No. It, it looks like a... It looks like NASA. Is there like cameras all over the place? There's, there's like monitors all over the all over the city where they know exactly what's going on, what uh, what streets need to be cleared. It's unbelievable. All right. It's very very. Uh, I don't know. It's very uh, you know very up to date, state of the art. You could say. I uh, I was driving uh, this morning. It's it's still like even a day later, like there's still big giant piles of snow on these main roads. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, are you talking about Springfield? Yeah. Well, I, again, we, like we said yesterday, you know, Springfield is the uh, the city of homes. There's a million streets in in, in town. Uh, they only have so many people plowing, and uh, you know, they get the major streets, and then they get around to all the the, okay, well, the small little uh, side streets, like this, you know, the Belmont Avenues, and you know, th- this was a major street. Which one? I don't remember. Uh, it's the one where you. All right, you got your. You, let's say you're downtown by uh, the Belize Auto, and then you on Columbus Avenue. Okay, and you come underneath the highway. Okay, and then Antonio's Grinders is right there. Yeah, on the right hand side. Sure. You go up the street by Antonio's, take a left, right, right past Antonio's. Yeah, and go. I think it's Fort Hill. Is that what the name of that? Leet uh, Street, Forest Hill, uh, Forest Park Avenue. Okay, Forest Park Avenue. Yep. And then the off one to Forest Park Avenue. Because right. you cross it and then you go up that way and it brings you out by the, uh, I believe it brings you out by the IBEW. The International the Brotherhood, Brotherhood of Electrical, Electrical Workers. Workers. Sure, yeah. right. Um, it brings you out right there. That street's a pretty major street. Yeah, sure. That wasn't plowed? It was sort of plowed. There was a snow plow on it. The guy was just sitting there. I don't know, maybe he was contemplating his next move. <laughs> Career move or well, the know. next move to the next street probably, to probably plow? Probably a career move. Probably yeah. like, what the hell am I doing out here at 4.30 in the morning? I've been up for 47 hours yeah, this straight. Is, this what is I, ridiculous. What am I doing this for? My life is in shambles, and here I am trying to plow streets, and I don't even know if I want to do this you anymore. Know, with every snowstorm, and you know this has been this has been true forever, you know, you're going to have some people that are just simply not satisfied with the, the craftsmanship of snow removal in the city of Springfield. Because you got a lot of private ways, you got a lot of small streets, you got uh, you you got to get through all your major thoroughfares. You know, first of all, I mean, you can't uh, listen. Everybody wants their street plowed, but you're just going to have to wait your turn. That's the way it goes. Yeah, or but, or you stop uh, complaining like a little bitch and get it rid- and get rid of it yourself. But what about the other str- other cities? There's other cities around that have just as as many, well, maybe not as many streets as Springfield does, right. but at least the main roads are all plowed. This doesn't seem like, this is like they were just leaving chunks right in the middle of the street. 
Steve. I, I, listen, I'm not criticizing. I'm just asking how the process works. I know. I get it. Believe you me, I get it. You know, when we, when I was living in Springfield up in Pine Point, mm-hmm. you know, that street wasn't plowed right away, even though I'm a beloved radio personality, uh, a, a broadcasting Hall yeah, of Famer. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cared. Nobody gave a damn. No one cared. And you know what? Just the way of the world. I had to wait my turn before my street was plowed. So I had to traverse across the unplowed snow to get yeah. here to tell everybody it's too dangerous to drive and stay home. I think I want to work for the town of Huntington. They get this uh, little snowblower that goes around. It's like a ride-in snowblower. Ooh, how fun. And, and they do the sidewalks. Yeah, I've seen those. I want to do that. Yeah, that's fun. I don't know if I'd want to be out. I just want to do it for like a half an hour, though. I don't want to do it like full time. I don't. You know what I would hate to be? I would hate to be one of these independent contractors. Yeah. Who plows. You know, who signs up to plow the streets. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one, you're talking long hours. And, yeah, you get paid pretty well. But the amount of damage you're doing to your truck by plowing... Well, it's, it can't. I, I, I wonder if uh, you know, side-by-side analysis with it's really, really pans out for these guys. I think most of those guys have businesses already that require them to keep maintenance on vehicles all year round anyway. Like a lot of these guys are landscapers that sign up or, or they're contracting, they work for a contracting company or something like that. Yep. They already have the equipment to do that. It's not like, you know, I put a plow on my truck or yours and you're like, oh, I'll be an independent contractor. You ain't going to plow anything with that truck. My truck? Yeah. Never. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be people who already have like a fleet of trucks. Or, yeah. You know. One, I'm not even sure my truck could handle a plow. No, I don't think it could. I don't, I don't know if it's, it's not really that kind of truck. Remember those stupid things they had for cars, the auto plow? Yes, Did that I ever do. work? Did, they, did you know anybody that ever bought one of those things? No. I mean, I remember seeing pictures of them and thinking, well, that's idiotic. That won't get you very far. Well, because all it was was just basically a snow blade, and you're not going to push the snow. If it, if you got a foot of snow, that's not going to work with You don't anything. have the kind of power in a car right. that you need to remove snow. Or the weight. Yes. To keep the... Uh, the I think it was more for like, oh, let's, uh, let's give people of the suburbs a chance at this. <laughs> Let's make people think that they're, that they're buying something very smart. Let's make people think that they're actually driving one of those big trucks, and we'll just put a plow on their Prius. <laughs> Did you ever get plowed by a Prius? Uh, no, I, yeah. I can't. I can't say I have I've been plowed by a probe, though. I popped the t- yeah. I was gonna say I popped the top before, though. I bet you have. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I just can't picture a little car like that trying to push around snow. Yeah, like a smart car with a plow attachment. Like that's more for sculpting snow than it is for <laughs> pushing it anywhere. That's for, that's for like like you know clearing the lines on a football field. Yeah. Uh, what what? Like a, like what? a small vehicle oh, like with, a, small a, with vehicle a plow. With a small vehicle with a plow. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Uh, did you see any drunk people do anything embarrassing at a holiday party this year? No, I don't think anybody was drunk at our holiday party. Was alcohol even allowed at our holiday party? I didn't even. It was know. at a bar. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that alcohol was available. No, alcohol was uh, was available. Not like in a in a sense where you know people are 
cop photocopying their buttocks on the Xerox machine. No, 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 not not that kind of party, which is too bad because we'd kind of like to see that. Well, a guy in Alabama had too, a few too many on New Year's, got himself stuck in a decorative urn, basically a big planter with no plant in it. His name is Connor Paget, and he looks like he's in his early to mid-20s. He went to a party in Mountain Brook, Alabama. It almost seems like a work event because of uh, how the people were dressed up for it. He thought it would be funny to climb into a decorative urn outside and crouch down inside it. But once he got in, he couldn't get out. And the bartender at the party live-tweeted the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, never mind getting me help. Yeah. Please put this on video so we can show all of our uh, users. Well, you know what? When you do something stupid, sometimes it needs to be documented. Uh, One video shows him on his side struggling to work his way out while people try to help him. It wasn't fun and games at that point. He was very stressed. The second video shows the lead-up when everyone thought it was still funny. Then it skips to the end and shows someone chiseling him out with a hammer. The bartender who live-tweeted it says uh, once Connor was out, he walked around uh, the party pantless for a while and may have lost his uh, pants during the entire ordeal. You know, Couldn't just reach back in the air and grab him? Oh, they probably were all torn up. Yeah. But there's a photo of uh, Connor posing with the broken urn, and he does have pants on, along with a fresh drink in his hand. Well, you got to celebrate your release. I don't know if I'd, uh, if I would be, I would be so embarrassed that I would just probably leave after yeah. that. But you've ever been like so drunk and did something embarrassing, and you. you but you didn't really understand the level of embarrassment that you caused? I don't think I've ever been drunk in my life. <laughs> the hell you yeah, haven't. right. The hell right, you right, haven't. Yeah, I've never done anything embarrassing while I'm drinking. Ever. Yeah, you have. I'm sure of it. Are you? Have you witnessed it? <sighs> you probably have. Probably have. Or have you heard stories? I've heard a couple of, uh, yes, I've heard a couple of stories. Yeah? From me or from others? Others. Oh, really? Sure. Oh, you'll have to share those with me because I really—I don't remember it. the specific story, but I think you can imagine who might have said something. Oh, um, our our mutual uh, radio friend. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, might have had a few few two in here and there. Perchance, perchance. Hey, you know what? We've all been there. <laughs> yes, we have. So this is why I'm thankful. None of this stuff was live tweeted. I was just talking to my friend the other day about this because he heard me talking on the air, and he he was a lot at a lot of these parties I used to go to. Most because many of them were at his house, and he said, "You're right about how thank God we didn't have like the access to social media that they do now because there would be so many cancelable pictures. Oh yeah, available. I think back to uh, some of the my stupider moments." Mm-hmm. And I, I, like you, I, I thank God every day that no one had cameras. Yeah. No one had video cameras. No one had a phone to put it up to a, to a social media website yeah. because I can think of at least five things that I would not want have, I would not have wanted people to see. Yeah. You know, that guy we mutually talk about, uh, he's the kind of guy that says he'll never bring something up ever again. But then does. Then does on purpose. <laughs> And I always have to call him out on that. Yeah. What? Right. What are you talking about? I didn't say anything. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley. Re- remember when we both cut our finger and did like a, a blood brother mm, type yeah. of a, you yeah. know, a promise? Yeah, we did A pinky promise? Yeah, we didn't do that. Although we uh, we did date the same girl, so maybe we <laughs> were kind of close, if you know what I'm saying. You're uh Pioneer Valley forecast today. 
going to be cloudy to start, then uh, rain, lots of it, and wind, lots of that too. Coming up uh, tonight into overnight tomorrow. Tomorrow, though, is going to be sunny with a high of 48. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Springfield's Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 in Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, cloudy to start, then rain this afternoon, like uh, around 5 o'clock. It'll start uh, raining, and then the heaviest will be by 10 p.m. tonight. Uh, could see a wind advisory in effect until tomorrow at 7 p.m., uh, wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour. So it's going to be just a nice weather winter New England. <clears throat> 20 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. That's a lot of rain. Three inches of rain is a lot you of would, rain. You you have convinced people that three inches is a lot your when it comes life. to When it comes to rain, and uh, it is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've... Uh, I've never had to uh, mismeasure other things to get by. Are you sure about that? Yes, I've always been quite upfront. I'm just saying, you know, three inches <laughs> to you is not a lot to somebody else. Well, I know it's all a matter of the, in the uh, the eye of the beholder, I suppose. I was watching uh, some TikTok video with some lady on Jeopardy talking about how she wanted it to snow on her honey or wanted it to snow on her a wedding day. Mm-hmm. But uh, even though she didn't get snow on her wedding day, she still got eight inches on her honeymoon. That's what she says to Alex Trebek. <sighs> How did he handle that? You know what? She probably started that joke off with four inches. And no. her husband was like, listen, if you're going to tell that joke, you have to at least say eight to make me look like I'm, you know. Because four, Walking like a bow-legged swamp donkey here. Because because yeah. four isn't going to really right. uh, you know, do much from my yeah. from my reputation. But if you can say eight, well, that's applaudable. That's that's the one that we're going with. That's that's is, yes. is the eight. Eight, so. eight or more. Eight or more. Well, you have to embellish. We it's we listen, all do it. You, it. It's your one and only time on television. You know, you you gotta you gotta seize the moment. Yeah, I think the smaller you are, the larger you pretend to be. Oh, I think you have to. Like, I'm packing uh, 300 inches right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 300 inches of yeah. dangling fury. That's You're right. absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Watch out. You could you could clear a whole you know, softball field uh, just by uh, you know twisting your hips a little bit. It's like getting hit with one of those, uh, those things that stop the cold from coming under your door <laughs> in the winter. It's like a big bean. Like one of those dust things. Yeah. No, it's the it's the draft snake. That's what it is. A draft snake. It, yeah. You know the thing you put on your doors to keep the, uh, the the cold air from coming in. Yeah. So yeah. the RA can't tell you're smoking weed inside right. the dorm room. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's yeah. like getting in the hitting in the face with that. <laughs> it's eight fifty seven. It's probably a good idea. We're done on Rock yeah. 102.